0: All right, so another episode of Too Fit to Be Tied. Like I always say, what are, what are we talking about today?
1: Well, we're talking about how we are soulmates. Whoa. Did, yeah, we're dropping a bomb on our audience. You and I are soulmates. Apparently, you could have a lot of soulmates, yeah, which we'll get and into and in a Yeah, and we need while. to
0: redefine that term. So,
1: Well, it's not what everybody thinks. Right. But we have come into each other's lives— to help each other
0: to move to, to a different upgrade. level. Yes. To level to upgrade, up. Level up.
1: Yeah. Yes. And we honestly have done that.
0: Absolutely. So
1: we've known each other for a really long time. And it was only until a couple of years ago that it was time for us to be like, all right,
0: let's get to the next, next level. My soul
1: was like, I need his soul and let's level it up.
0: Let's do this thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, so,
1: yeah, go ahead. And
0: so this is because of what we're talking about today, which is
1: uh, we're talking about Akashic Re- Records.
0: Okay, and if you don't know what that is, don't worry about it. We're going to go into it, but um, I had my akashic records read, which is a um, well. Art. Wait a minute. What
1: I actually, you know what? Okay. you never give me credit. I okay. found the guest. You did, Linda Berger.
0: Yes, who we're going to interview. Uh huh.
1: And I got you an akashic record reading.
0: Which you just
1: had yesterday. Yesterday. Okay. So I just and then what did we find out? That we're soulmates. Yes. But also what else?
0: Um wow, lots of stuff. Um
1: did you forget? (laughs) (laughs) Um So wow, you got a lot of notes there.
0: I had a lot of a lot of questions. So I was asking about what karma um did am I working through or you know what my what my purpose here is. And there's a little bit of karma, I guess. And um, which comes from a lifetime I had in Italy, in Pompeii, where I, where I was the owner of a brothel. You were a pimp. I was a pimp.
1: Oh, my God.
0: And, um, and there were some times when I was in uh, Rome where I was trying to stop the church from moving forward. Then I also had some times where I helped the church in Rome. Um, There was a time when I was a stonemason in Rome building churches. And where am I going in October?
1: You're going to Italy. I'm
0: going to Italy. And she she said, as soon as you said that, all this energy opened up. And she said, you're going to go there and you're going to have some experiences and dreams because you've had so many lifetimes there. And you're going to be in places and remember things.
1: But don't pip anyone out. Okay? But don't,
0: yeah. I, I, yeah. Think, I, I don't think I'm do done. Don't do You're done with that. Yeah, but as you know, I'm going to Italy for two weeks yes, in October, which, is, which
1: I always thought was like, why Italy? Like, why would you choose that? But you really wanted to go there
0: for some reason. Since the early 2000s, I've been wanting to go. Okay. And then I took some some detours and then didn't get there. And then finally this year, I I said, you know what, I'm going to Italy.
1: That is, and you're going to Palermo, where you were pimping people, pimping women out. No, Pompeii. Oh, Pompeii. Okay, Pompeii. Sorry. Um, And then you also live. you were also lived in Greece at some point, right?
0: I was a woman in Greece, (laughs) and I was like some sort of priestess. She said you had all this divine feminine energy.
1: Maybe that's why you meditate all the time.
0: Well, I asked her, I said, she said, you know, I've had all these lifetimes where I was like, She said before they even called it a priest, you know, back in the day, you were involved in these things. And and that's why I have all this sort of spiritual undercurrent. And, And she said your purpose here is to sort of bridge the gap to help men and women sort of relate to each other.
1: But your purpose here, she said, was also, and correct me if I'm wrong, to teach men that they don't have to be typical, stereotypical men.
0: Right. Like, they they can have
1: feminine energy, and they can respect women, and they don't have to be.
0: They can be vulnerable, and they can talk about, which is basically, and she said, do you understand? I'm like, yeah, because that's kind of how I am. You you would say that. Oh, my God,
1: totally. And everybody wants to know why you're not, like, because you're single. Mm -hmm. Everyone wants to know why you aren't, like, why you don't have a revolving door in terms of women. They all want to know that they're like you're single. You're a good looking guy. Like, I mean, why not? You know, get in a relationship or why not? You know, I don't know. You know, take advantage of that and pour it up. Pour it up. <laughs> but, <laughs> but she but said you have an old soul.
0: Yeah, an old soul.
1: So you're not really interested in that. Like you've been there, you've kind of done that.
0: Well, I, and it's more, and and it's not like. I would never get into a relationship. Right. I'm just at a point where I'm not like. <gasps> it's not your I, top I get, priority. It's not, it's not my top priority. And she said, you get into relationships to learn things. Hmm. And she goes, you don't really need that. She said, you, she told me I don't need to be here. She said, you're, you're, you're not working through so much karma that you needed to come back. You're here just because you like to experience things.
1: That is so you.
0: Yeah. That is so you know, and she said, so you don't really need that. So it's not, it's not like I've become like, you know, a monk or anything like that. Like, well, I don't know if that's disrespectful to our last <laughs> guest. But, you know, it's not, it's not like that. It's just I, didn't, I don't feel like, oh, my God, I got I to gotta have somebody. Hmm. So she said, well, yeah, you're an old soul. You've kind of been there, done that. And you don't need to be in a relationship because you're kind of done. You don't you don't need to <laughs> learn a bunch well, of things. Well, she
1: did say old souls that's not like a priority for old souls.
0: Well, it's yeah. more
1: of a young soul kind of thing.
0: Young souls are kind of like she said they worry about things more mm-hmm. than old souls. It's like we've been through it so it's like yeah, been there. I'm, I'm kind of kind of over it.
1: That's so fascinating. It's we've, we you and I have sat I my god hundreds of hours of trying to figure out our situation and why mm-hmm. and healing and why did we have to go through that and what's wrong with us? Well, you know what? It's as simple. To me, when I heard your reading, I was like, holy shit, Jerome, you had to go through that because she said you're here to help other people. And it's like, you couldn't do that. You could not help other people. We wouldn't have this podcast. We wouldn't be able to help people if it weren't for your experience. So you had to go through that on this, you know, in this lifetime, Mm -hmm. quote unquote, or whatever it is. In order to help people. Like, you had to do it. It was yeah. necessary. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And it,
0: On I a number d- of levels. I mean, yeah, maybe we'll circle back and, like, I don't know, we'll dive d- into We'll that.
1: dive into that. In today's market, it's important to know what you can expect in return from making minor upgrades and improvements to your home and what will pay off when it comes time to sell. For example, did you know refinishing your wooden floors could cost $3,400. Return on investment would be $5,000. That's 147% recovery. Installing brand new floors could cost you $5,000, and your return on investment would be $6,500, which is a 118% recovery. Expertise matters. Buy, sell, invest, rent with Michelle Mahalich, Realtor, D. April Properties, 702-218-9919. All right, so we're going to call Linda. Linda Berger is, um, she reads Akashic Records. We'll, we'll get a scoop. We'll get the and, scoop And from she's going to
0: do a better job of explaining what Akashic yeah. Records are than, than I will.
1: Hello there. Hi, Linda. How are you? Hi. Good. You are on um, air with uh, me and Jerome, your new buddy Jerome.
0: <laughs> hey, Linda. How's it going?
1: <laughs> Hi. How are you today?
0: I'm, I'm great. Thanks.
1: I heard your reading, I, um, and I was like, I was mind blown. Really? Yes, because I I, I was mind blown by the whole thing. <laughs> it was. I mean, you don't know Jerome, but I know Jerome, and that what you said made so much sense. I I, I I'm mind blown. I don't even have words <laughs> for it.
0: Yeah, thanks. Thanks so much for doing that. It was it was amazing. And um,
2: well, it's isn't it much better because now you have a real sense of it. Um, I know Constance, you said that you had a reading way back when. Um, but I don't know. I think I'm different than a lot of people because I'm very grounded in the, you know, in the physical. I'm not a very woo-woo
1: person. You said that so spot on because yeah. I watched the, you know, reading, and I was like, you're just like a normal person sitting there asking questions and it's not like there's no gongs there's no and, robes like, and
0: smoke and crystals not that there's anything wrong with no, that. no but it's like
1: you're right, you're no. very like it was it was definitely interesting it was very i'm really glad i got to ch- see that he shared it. it with me so i hope you don't mind um it was not at all
2: it's his it belongs to him it was
1: really cool so i guess the question for you first is can you tell the audience what are akashic records
2: Well, the Akashic Records are the recording of your soul's journey. We each have a soul, of the soul's journey from the time of inception. So what does that mean? From the time it individuated from the source energy. But the field, the Akasha field of energy, which is just energy, um, that holds all of our thoughts and our our feelings and our words and our deeds uh, that we have from each one of our lifetimes, and um, you can how I like to look at the Akashic field. To me, it reminds me of the Library of Congress. I was in such awe of seeing all of these books. So imagine each one of your lifetimes is a book. And it is just filled from the ceiling to the floor with um, with books. And each one of those books is all about you and all about what you did and who did what to you and your your thoughts, your words and so when we decide to incarnate in um, different lifetimes, we pull from some of those other lifetimes to complete our karma, uh, complete uh, soul contracts with people, and also to uh, create different life purposes, different soul purposes. Um, we and so there's so you pull different gifts, different strengths, different. Um, Uh, weaknesses. Uh, For example, in the Akasha field, in your soul's records, you may have died in the middle of trying to accomplish some great feat. And just as you were about to accomplish it, you die. You died in that life. So chances are you're going to come to another lifetime to
1: finish that. So is your soul basically kind of, like, recycled, I guess? I'm trying to wrap my brain around it. Is it like, okay, I die, and then my soul gets put into another source? You know, is that kind of how it works?
2: Well, I can't tell you exactly because I haven't ever died in this life to come <laughs> back and to tell you this. But when we die, the soul is never dies it just keeps uh living and it decides what it wants to experience so look at life you know in our dimension our third dimension our body look at it as a vessel and the soul decides what that vessel is going to look like who it who that vessel is uh connected to in family uh what type of experiences it's going to have because it's the soul is all about experiencing does that make sense to you yes yeah.
0: so would it be like i was okay. sort of thinking about this this morning where you know so we we live a lifetime and we think oh my god that was that was so long but in in terms of the soul being eternal is it sort of look like from the soul's perspective as i'm going to go down and take this class
2: Yes, yes, exactly. Mm, that's, that's a good. great way to look at it, Jerome. That's excellent. It's as though we're in the human school.
1: Okay, so Linda, now do you like the question I think most people have is are you psychic? Like how do you know uh, how do you know how to read this?
2: Okay, one, I don't consider myself psychic. Um, as a matter of fact, do, is it okay if I kind of back into my story and yeah. answer your question? Sure, absolutely. Okay. All right. So I didn't know anything about the Akashic Records. I would actually say when I was introduced to them, I did not have a spiritual bone in my body. I had a, fr- a friend at that time that um, I would catch up with her every now and then, and she would started to introduce me to different types of uh, spiritual stuff. Um, And so I really didn't know most of the time what she was talking about, but one day I went into her office and she said, Oh my God, I just had the best reading ever. And I didn't know, but I had this feeling like I needed to be there. I needed to call this person and book an appointment right away. And so that's what I did is I showed up. She said, well, do you have questions? I said, I guess I forgot to ask you what I, how I was supposed to do. So I just asked some questions and when my hour was up, I left and I, I still remember to this day that I was, came up the back stairs and she was on the third floor walk up and I remember leaving, saying goodbye, walking down the stairs and I kept hearing, go back and tell her you need to learn this. Wow. And I said, okay. We're, but I kept hearing it, and I'm thinking, "What is that?" You know. Okay, I'll just walk back upstairs. So I walked back upstairs, knocked on the door, and he said, "I know this is going to sound really strange to you, but I think I'm supposed to do what you do." And wow. She said, "Well, I just happened to be a teacher," and I said, "Great. Well, I would. I think I'm supposed to sign up for your class." Wow. And <laughs> so that that's what I did, and. Since that time, so my life has completely changed. I mean, completely. And I've learned so much, not only from working in my own personal records, but working uh, in um, other people's records. But going back to your question, am I psychic? I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that was my intuition talking to me or my inner guidance talking to me at, when I was going down those stairs to go back up. Okay. Interesting. I think I'm highly intuitive, but not psychic.
0: So so how did that hit you being a non-spiritual person and having this experience and then hearing this inner voice tell you, go back upstairs? I mean, I would think that would be pretty mind-blowing.
2: It wasn't. I was more, because I'm a very skeptical person. So I thought... Okay, well, let me just—I'm hearing this, and it wouldn't stop. I mean, the voice wouldn't stop. It kept saying, "Go back upstairs, go back upstairs, go back upstairs," and I, and I thought, well, let me just go upstairs so it stops talking, <laughs> and and so I did. And obviously, the rest is history with that. But sometimes we—and this is where a soul experience comes in. There's two things that I always teach my students about soul experience and soul work is when one, you keep hearing or seeing signs about things where you see it three times, where you'll see a message in a word or a number, or somebody will say something, or you'll see a billboard or, um, where you know that your, your soul is trying to speak to you through your intuition, through Mm -hmm. your awareness. And then Um, the other thing is when you are so scared to move forward, but you keep being drawn into it, that's your soul too. It's trying to help you move through whatever fear has been holding you back by pulling you into something where your desire is so strong, but your fear is so great, but you still keep moving forward because the desire becomes stronger, maybe for it's a higher mission or, um, Anything, anything like that. So does that help? Does that help you to understand a
1: little more? Yes. You know, you talk about, okay, so for what you do for work is you help, um, you help business owners to understand their soul's purpose. And you did tell me the other day when we spoke that your soul, it's almost, it sounded, and I could be wrong, like almost that your soul picks what you do for your work or your life's work. Is that correct? Am I I explaining it right?
2: Partially. Partially what you're saying is correct. So a business, a soul of a business is completely different than our soul. Our soul has so many dimensions to it. But a business's soul is very, it's kind of one dimensional in a way that it was created by a segment of humanity that um, had a desire or a need or a want uh, that they, that that only, that vibra- look at everybody as an energy, okay? So think of a segment of humanity that is vibrating at a particular level. Say they're yellow, they're vibrating at yellow. And um, so what happens is that need or desire becomes so big that it creates this energy. Think of it as a big bubble, a, a, a bubble of energy. And what happens is the soul of that, that desire, that segment of humanity, as I call it, goes out to find its match. So let's say it's a particular color of yellow. Let's say it's lemon yellow, okay? And so what it does is it goes out to find the soul that matches, that has all the experiences, trainings, uh, desire, um, uh, all the matches that this, that will match up with this business so that it can help the business complete the contracts it has with that segment of humanity. Hmm. So it's not the person soul that has this purpose that they're going to create this business what happens is the the soul of the individual is their purpose is to cultivate this training or this knowledge or or discover this gift from a past lifetime or be able to use certain tools in their life whether it's um it could be a doctor it could be a lawyer it could be um you know, a writer, a a spiritual teacher, um, could be anything. But what's the difference between your your studio and someone else's studio that might be down the street? Their people, let's say you're both some shade of yellow, okay? Mm okay? Their shade is different than your shade. So your purpose, your personal soul has all the makings from your soul's purposes see soul doesn't just have one purpose there's lots of purposes that we have we have purposes to be in certain relationships purposes to do certain work in the world purposes in all different ways so the business is actually matching up with all of your life purposes in general so the two of you come together to create um to create a change in in some way in People in the earth. It depends what your contracts are.
0: So you can have your. So you've got the 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 um the energy of the occupation, which is a little bit more general, and then the uh, sort of specialized nature of the individual soul, and then the two of those together create something entirely different. So you can have two correct fitness studios have an entirely different. I don't know sign- clientele really. Clientele I signature. Mean, yeah. yeah
2: exactly exactly yeah. and you know spiritual people say it's a different vibration and a lot of people don't understand that um, that jargon so but if you can just look at it as a color maybe it's just a touch of a shade off of yellow but it's that it's but in reality what it when you look at it from a soul everything is energy it's just vibrating at a different level um, so if my John, in music, so, you know, the different chords that, yeah. that create different sound. And if you could see that sound, it would, it would look different. Each one's the subtleties
1: of that.
0: Right.
2: Go ahead, Constance. I'm so,
1: sorry. No, it's okay. So if I own a fitness studio and Jerome owns a fitness studio, right. And mine is like a bright, vibrant yellow and his is like a, you know, pale yellow. Of course, I have to have the, vibe, the, the vibrant one. Yep. Um, is it that people? There, certain people are attracted to the different sort of colors, and you get a certain type of clientele. Do you know what I'm, I'm saying? Like, what? Yes. How does that? Yes. Yeah. It's just yes. what people match up okay. with. And
2: how? And how that is? It's not about us. It's about the business. So the business has a contract with say Mary, okay, and it's your business, okay, your business. Constance's business has a contract with Mary. Jerome's business has a contract with uh, Bob. Okay, and so what happens is Bob doesn't isn't going to come to you because it doesn't have a contract. It, what happens is the soul lights up the contracts when the when the business becomes um, open, when the business is open, and the owner's stuff of any type of manifestation problems with money and showing up and once they work through all that stuff then the business starts lighting up contracts you can think of it as an igniter i think i told jerome a little bit of that yesterday is it starts to light up and people find you Mm. and this and but only the people that um, have contracts with your business will find you. Now, does that mean that uh, Bob will never work out at your place and Mary will never work out at Jerome's place? Absolutely not. They may have a different type of contract where uh, people that go to your studio um, go there until they reach a certain level. And then Jerome's uh, business's contracts light up to be the next step.
1: Oh. That is so much easier to comprehend in that term because when you open a brick-and-mortar space, you are like, why, where's Bob? Why won't Bob come here? Like, what am I doing <laughs> wrong? Why does Bob hate me? How can I get Bob's business? You're so focused on Bob, and you could have 7,000 Marys, but you just want to know why Bob won't come to you. And when you think, <laughs> you know, I mean, and let's face it, a lot of small business owners take things very personally. You know, we work so hard, we put our blood, sweat, and tears into things, and, you know, Bob really <laughs> messes <laughs> us up. And it makes us think we're less than, or we're not doing enough, we're not working hard enough. But to think of it in these terms really helps you to think, Bob Bob just doesn't belong here. This is not Bob's place, you know? Exactly, exactly. And that's the reason why I'm so
2: focused now on taking all my years of business coaching and combining it with the Akashic Records so that I can teach business owners how to do this so that they don't waste all that time and energy worrying about Bob or worrying about Mary. Uh, is Mary going to leave me and go to Bob's studio and Jerome worrying about if, if Bob's going to leave him and go to Constance's studio? And I know that's not the case, but you know what? And so what that is and the, what I've been told from the record keepers is that it's a waste of energy for the soul. So look at it this way. Your soul needs a vessel. Otherwise, it can't express. Your business is a, has a soul, okay? It can't express without a human being. It mm. needs, mm. The, the human is like a vessel so that it needs the connection. It needs the human to talk about the business, to go and actually do the work. But the business's soul has the plan, just like our soul has a plan for our life. And if more and more people can... Get out of their head that, oh, this is woo-woo stuff and realize that it really isn't. It's very strategic and very planned out, whether it's your business's blueprint or your own soul's plan, it's all planned out. And wow. that's the reason why I love the Akashic Records, because you can, everybody can enter the Akashic Records. You don't have to be trained, but what you do is it's a spontaneous, moment in time uh jerome i I think you mentioned yesterday you meditate yes so i bet there's times when you're in meditation that all of a sudden it's like everything blows up and is so big it's as though we live in our life in a zoom lens Mm -hmm. but when you hit that moment in time of meditation where you're suddenly in an expansive moment of a wide angle it takes your breath away yeah and what happens is we get so excited about it that it goes away.
0: <laughs>
2: <Right>. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> wait a second, come back, come back. And so, yes, everyone can um, access their Akashic Records. There is no, uh, you're not, not allowed it's just that when you're trained to do it and you have a special protocol to do that you are consciously going in there you're consciously asking questions you're consciously closing your akashic records and moving on with your day and that's what i that's the reason why all the other modalities that I've been trained in, I always go back to the Akashic Records because I know when I'm going in, I ask my questions, I close my records when I'm done asking my questions, receiving my answers, and I move on with my day.
0: Can you, can you talk a little bit about, because I'm getting the sense, uh, some people go, oh, what's my purpose in life? What's, what's my purpose in life? And I think when they ask that question, they're thinking about, their occupation. And I'm getting the sense that your purpose and your occupation can be... Well, I'm getting the sense that purpose and occupation are, are two different things. You can have... Two people can have the same occupation, but have entirely different purposes. And two people can have the same purpose and have two entirely different occupations. Is that correct?
2: Exactly. Yes, that's true. That's true. And again... So let me think of an example for a second. Um, so let's talk about a, um, a personal purpose where let's say that one of my life purposes, I'll talk about myself, one of my life purposes was to meet one of my, um, my, my ex-husband. And my purpose was to be with that person and that I was to help him achieve certain things in his life. And he was to help me achieve certain things in my life. Okay. Mm -hmm. And now what does that mean? Does that mean that I'm pushing up against his stuff all the time? In other words, triggering him or am I creating this loving, caring space or is my ex-husband, somebody that gets very, very ill. And my purpose is to help him live, uh, 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 life as best he can as an ill person or see, see where there's a, there's yes. a purpose there. Mm-hmm. I have a purpose and I have, and in that purpose is a contract. So, which actually brings me to, um, when you're talking about purposes, people talk a lot about, um, what is it? Soulmates and, uh, People think that soulmates are mates of love and soulmates are just really, they can be, there's no doubt, but most of the time, a soulmate is someone that is there to support you through some major um, major changes in your life. Now, what does that mean? It could be something very traumatic, It could be something very um, loving and it really depends on what you came here to achieve. And our soul wants to get to the point where it's achieved that. And so, so many people in life have these struggles, whether it's career struggles, owning a business, which really, Accelerates the learning process because you you are hit on so many levels with stressors that are pushing up against limiting beliefs, limiting thoughts, um, old 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 stuff that either you grew up with or came from past lives. Hmm. Um, and so, our purposes, people think, well, this is my life purpose doing this work. Well. It might be one of your purposes, but it's not your only purpose. Your purpose is to be the best human being you can be and to bring yourself to joy and to love what you do and to so that you can spread that love and that joy to help uplift other people. If you get to the basic of all basics, that's really our purpose in life. It's the It's the journey to there that is what either brings us joy or trauma through getting there.
0: So you can have more than one purpose, more than one soulmate. Soulmates aren't what people go, oh, my God, my soulmate. You can have have more than one.
1: And (laughs) what is the purpose of a soulmate? You know, when you meet that mate, is it to, like we, we talked about before we got on the phone with you, is it to level up? Is it to help yes. each other?
2: It's to challenge you. But there's okay. So look at it this way: is look at two people that are handcuffed together. Okay, and no matter what the other one's going through, they still have the other one there. That either they can support them, they could abuse them, they could love them, they could um, uh, teach them. There's so that they're stuck together. No matter how they try to get away from each other, they always end up finding each other again. It Mm. could be over years. It could be over... Um, centuries, you know, where they were uh, soulmates in a past life. And, and so they came back to maybe this time they're going to find love for each other, or they're going to realize that they love someone else or that they're going to work together. They're going to um, achieve things together. So soulmates, a lot of times aren't these um, uh, people that you, you feel like such a strong connection to sometimes they're one that just rub you and trigger you not in a way that you're entangled in and enmeshed in uh, codependency that's different but it can start that way it can start that way and then you both go on this healing journey and realize that you really do have a deep love and respect for each other but you decide to go in another direction so it's about the healing of the i keep you know, hearing the word trauma keeps coming up. So these different traumas from past lives, from this life, whether maybe you had somebody that broke your heart, um, or you had someone that, you know, fired you, or it was a business partner that stole from you. I mean, there's so many different types of relationships that, um, are leveled with, um, soulmates karma contracts purposes it they're all just different words but they're all about um being in relationships being in relationship with people with the earth with animals with homes with ourselves it's all everything is about relationships that's the best thing that you can do from a soul's perspective, to grow and to learn and to unlock anything that's binding you from not feeling self-love or even just respect and caring, to be that caring person.
0: If When people get a, a business Akashic Record reading, I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly. Um, yes, what,
2: you did. did. Good.
0: What, do they, what can they expect and, and, and what does it entail? And then also, um, you know, as I was watching the video yesterday, I was curious, and I don't, I don't know if it's too difficult to explain, but as you're reading these records, how is it coming across to you? Are you actually seeing records? Are you seeing pictures? Are you hearing uh, um, right. words?
2: Okay. I don't see records. What I, depending on your questions, I'm either seeing a visual and then they're giving me an explanation. So I'm hearing, I, I, um, I'm, I I see, I receive information in different sensories. So if it's a, if it's a past life, a lot of times they'll show me the past life that's directly related to a situation that you have in your life right now. Maybe it's a heartache or um, or losing a job or having a problem with a boss or something. Um, I'll say, is this cre- is this connected to a past life? And they'll say yes and or no, whichever it is. And if it is yes, they'll show me the specific past life. A moment in time that is directly connected energetically to this situation that the individual is dealing with in that particular moment. Got it. So they're connected, Mm -hmm. and there was another part of that question.
0: Oh, um, when you're doing a business reading, what does that entail? And like, so if someone came in for a reading, um, what should they? uh, How should they prepare first of all, and then? Um, what would they expect to to get and to, and to walk away from?
2: Well, the business reading is completely different than an individual's reading. And it depends what they're looking for in there. Are they struggling with a particular area in their business that they're not sure what um, what's the next steps for them? Maybe they're thinking of selling their business. But sometimes, as a matter of fact, I just talked to somebody this week, um, what day is it, Sunday, Um, this week, and she wanted to know what her purpose was, her bigger purpose for her business. She's a coach. She wanted to know about how to expand her business and what was the next step for her. So first we went back to what was the bigger purpose of why... This business was created. And oftentimes I've learned that when you tell someone what the bigger purpose of their business is, they can get lost in that because it's so big and we are humans and we feel so much smaller. But when you can actually help them strategically take pieces of it and let it build on each other, it makes it much more manageable. So what they were showing me for this particular person was to use maps that she could map out their progress and you know she didn't say yes no or whatever she wasn't indifferent and then they showed me a direct link to her business right now to lifetimes ago when she was a map maker where she actually traveled the world um, drawing lands and map making and so when we were finished with the consultation um she said you know I didn't tell you but I since I was a kid I have loved maps wow I have I she goes I collect them I um I am just so enamored with maps I can't I just love them I love everything about them because when I was giving her the the consult I was like oh gosh I hope that you know (laughs) She doesn't think I'm like some space cadet telling her that she was a map maker way back when. (laughs) And here, this was going on. I mean, so really, you know, I just give the information as I'm given it and as I see it. And um, a lot of times I don't even know what happens afterwards. But with a business, it's very strategic, Jerome. It, It talks about the big picture, and then it comes back into these are the steps you need to take right now. And then when, as they start to take those steps, doors open for the next step that they didn't even know were there. And it's usually a step that kind of catapults them because now they're aligned and they're in that kind of like that energetic escalator. You know, when you go to the airport and you stand on that walkway, that's, entered that's oh, mm-hmm. um, motorized uh, electric yeah. um so it's kind of like that once you get on there then the soul the blueprint of the soul can start to unfold and pull you into it
1: hmm. that is so fascinating
0: yeah
2: isn't it just so cool that's why i love what i do so much it's it's not work at all it's just so and every business is so different and It's so interesting when I teach my business owners how to open, you know, if they want to take a class on how to open their own business's records, they're just blown away at the information. (laughs)
1: Like, oh my God, why didn't I do this before? Wow.
0: And then they can use that information to take their business to the next level.
1: Well, you know what it is? When you own a business, everybody has an opinion. You you should do (laughs) this. You know what I mean? Like, all right, let's say I own an ice cream. I I own an ice cream shop. You know know what you should do? You should sell hot chocolate in the winter, and then you try to do it, and it's a flop. Or you know what you need to do? You need to offer dairy-free options. So there you are, like a complete ass, doing what that person told you to do. And it doesn't work. And it's not that you didn't work hard enough at it. It's that it's not even in your I mean, there are things I've done that I'm like, this is so not me in my fitness business, but I'm doing it for the money. I'm doing it because I have yeah. a, a roof over my head that I have to pay for. And it's like, it just doesn't feel right, you know? And I think that if you can get crystal clear on your message and what your purpose is, it really does help. I I, I, I truly want you to add me to your list because I I really <laughs> want to work with you, Linda. I do. I think you're amazing. I think that the way you explain things is so crystal clear. It doesn't make you feel lost or confused or like, wow, she's out there. You're not, you're just very matter of fact. I love that about yeah.
2: you. Let me just explain one more thing about the business. Cause I think that would really help you also Constance is that when you are, let's say you have to hire someone in your business. Okay. You can take the names of people you're considering of hiring to, for your business you can take those names to the to the um soul of the business and say which one of these people should I hire? And then you can say, you know, John Smith. And then the record keepers will say yes, no, or yes and no. So if Hmm. it's a no, you know right away it's not going to work. And then if they say yes, like a resounding yes, you're like, yes, okay, this is the right person. Or if they say yes and no, um, which some of my clients have heard when they give me different people that they want to hire or different names that they want to go with, with their changing their businesses name. So when they say yes, they'll say, yes, this person is good. But, you know, just so you know, they're not going to be with you more than seven or eight months because things are going to change for them and they're going to leave. And no, because you need somebody that's going to be able to focus in and really do the job that you need. And this person has other things going on in their life. So do you see how, you, now you have a choice. Do you want somebody that you know you can use for eight months and then you'll be fine and then you can retrain someone, which is okay, or forget it, I, I don't want somebody for only eight months. I want the right person that's going to be the right uh, fit for my business and, and to really help me.
1: Oh, yeah, totally. And the,
2: other, the other example of that is one of my students, um, she wanted an accountant for her business, longstanding business. Um, she wanted an accountant, and when I was doing her reading, I said, they're telling me for you to be very specific what you want this accountant for. Do you want this accountant for yourself, meaning to help you feel confident with this person, or do you want this person to be really about for the business and really paying, uh, being, doing everything for the business. If, if you disagree or don't agree, it's, it's not about your emotions. It's about what the business, what's the right things for the business. And she said, that's a really good question. And she realized that she wanted an accountant that was more empathetic to her and her needs um, and so she hired that partic- that one person, there were a few different people. She brought three and, and that was the one, and she still has that person and she feels so supported and heard by that accountant versus mm. someone where you're just basically numbers to them, yeah. you know, they're yeah. they doing your bookkeeping and you're just numbers and she feels so supported. So that came out of the records for her, her business's records.
1: Wow. Oh, that amazing. is so cool. That is so fascinating. It- Okay. Tell, let, 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 the audience know where can they find you? Do you have a website? Do you have okay. a, okay? yeah.
2: So if they want to do a personal consultation, okay, they can go to akashicrecordclasses.com. If they want to do a business, anything business, then it's Akashic Record business coaching. But let me tell you the simplest way. All they have to do is Google Coach Linda Berger or Linda
1: Berger, and I'm all over the place. And that's B E R G E R. Right. Awesome, Linda, you were amazing. Thank you so much for doing this, and I will oh, definitely. So I will definitely be seeing you soon. Yeah.
0: It was great meeting you, and again, <laughs> I had uh, an awesome time talking with you yesterday. All
1: right.
2: Well, keep in touch. Okay. For sure. Thank you, Linda. All we right, appreciate take care. it. All okay. Right, you're welcome. Have a good weekend. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. You too.
1: Wow. wow, that, that was, was a, really cool. That yeah. actually went in a completely different direction than I thought it was going to go in.
0: Where did you think it was going to well, go?
1: Well, we were kind of going to ask her a lot about like soul contracts and, you know, soulmates. And it really like, when she started talking about the whole business and your whole yeah. mission, it was like, it just took on a, a life of its own.
0: Well, we, we may have to start doing this thing where we have people on twice to talk about. You're right, we have, we
1: have a lot to ask these people. That yeah. was really great. I um, Honestly, I think... Listening and watching to her, watching your um, uh, reading with her was, mm-hmm. I, it, I mean, I learned a lot. It was amazing.
0: Yeah. You know, it was, it was so, I mean, because you, you were, you're, you're objective because you're looking at it from the outside. Right. And so you're hearing these things that she's saying and you know me, right? Right. And you're going, well, shit, that's, that's like spot on.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, everything she said, I was like, hello, yeah, totally. Yeah. You know, when I had mine read a a long time ago, basically the gist of it, you know, people are always like, well, why do you care? Why do you need to know that? And for me, they had said I was like this shield. Like, you know, I was always a fighter, a fighter Mm -hmm. in every lifetime. I was also um, a lady of the night. I was a, a madam. So you were a pimp. I was a madam. Oh, but it makes sense. Like they're did, like, this may, did
0: you maybe you worked at my establishment? Maybe I
1: did. Maybe we worked together. Maybe that's why we're soulmates.
0: Oh man.
1: Oh my God, we might own a business that, together. And that's why I work
0: at your studio now.
1: <laughs> but they said that's probably why you like dancing and you like to be on stage. And I was like, that uh, makes actually a lot of sense. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. But the whole fighting thing, the woman that read mine, she's just like, she just kept going through you fought here, you fought there, you fought, you know, then you fought. At all these different times and she finally looked at me I was training for a fight um a boxing match and she just said you're done like you do not have to fight anymore
0: stop stop the stop the fight. stop
1: the insanity and stop. I was like you know what she is so, I, I literally stopped fighting I got a concussion that that also yeah, kind of that, forced yeah. me but I was like she's so right I have zero desire to fight anymore wow
0: that's and, good and
1: that's just not just physically it's like yeah, in life, in relationships, and I'm done. And it was—I just needed to hear that.
0: Yeah, getting punched in the face is not fun. <laughs> you finally—you finally realize that. Well, you know, interestingly, she told. She also told me as as I'm going through, you know, remembering things. Um, you know, the whole thing about Italy, which was really kind of um, eye-opening for me, and and lined up with. I mean, I had this trip planned already, and yeah. had been wanting to go for yeah. you know almost twenty years. And she said, you're going to have, you know, a lot to process when you come back. And she said, kind of give yourself a couple months, you know, after you get back the rest of the year.
1: You're not going to be, like, calling off work and shit, right? I mean, she didn't mean that.
0: I, I, maybe I should ask her. <laughs> do I, uh, wait do I a need minute, to Linda. Take, is I need he going to take,
1: gonna need time off I of need work? to take two, two months off. Not. That's not cool. Um,
0: and she said, 2023 is going to be an expansive year for you. Wow. And she said, "There's some. She could say, 'Go. Are you going to open a new business? You know, and um, just all, you know all these sorts of things, which you know was pretty. Um, it, it, it was good for me to hear.
1: Yeah, I think. yeah. Well, and, guess you know what? We're going to have to ask you after your Italy trip what, what it was like if you had yeah. deja vu or what.
0: Yeah, I might not come back. I don't know.
1: I know. Oh shit.
0: <laughs> we'll see.
1: <laughs> all right, soulmate.
0: All right, matey.
1: All right, matey." matey. All right.
0: Alright, so is that that's, that's, that's it. it? This yeah, this was a long one. I may have to edit this down. Alright, so that's it for two fit to be tied. I'm Jerome. I'm Constance. And we'll see you next time.
1: See ya.